Yeah, now I'm ready. All right, guys, welcome back to Primal Athletics Radio. This is episode three since we relaunched, and it's been a lot of fun the past couple weeks uh, with you guys. And also, um, shout out to Selena and Krista for putting out last week's episode on nutrition and mindset. And I think it's going to be really valuable to have you know multiple coaches with multiple backgrounds to to give you guys information. So uh, super excited on that front. Today we wanted to open uh, back up with, I guess, kind of a derivative conversation of last week. In a way, um, last week we talked about prescription and knowing what your prescription should be for fitness and all things uh, health related, and that kind of bled into this week, which is gaining autonomy as an athlete. Um, and when I say that, what I mean is equipping yourself with tools and knowledge to be able to, you know, kind of make your way through the fitness world and make your way through your own fitness journey. Um, obviously, with the help of a coach, you know, is kind of the hope. Um, as we're all coaches, we, we want to provide service, but we don't want to make dependent athletes uh, that depend on us for all their decisions, but mostly depend on us for the support and especially the initial um the initial equipping of those tools and knowledge that I spoke about. Um, I, I kind of have a personal story with it, but I don't want to steal the mic right off the bat if you guys have anything to add to that. No, now I'm curious to hear the personal story. Okay. <laughs> you guys already heard it, but I'll repeat with more uh, eloquence. Um, so what spawned this whole topic for me was um, my, my background as a – competitive athlete on a team, specifically at the college level, um, there came a point in my athletic career where I felt as though I no longer had the power to make decisions for myself. As far as when I needed rest, I couldn't take it. When I wanted to do a certain training style or exercise even, I couldn't do it. Um, I wanted to er eat certain things and I couldn't. And I had to eat certain things that maybe I didn't want to. You know, I was told to put on weight, so I put on weight. Or I was told to um, squat heavy, so I squatted heavy. And those those things, I think, uh, aided me in ways because I was a college football player. So it, it helped me do that. But what it did also at the same time was take away my own decision-making skills. And it kind of took away my awareness of what my body really wants and needs. Um, so after my college football career and I stepped into CrossFit, a big step for me was trying to regain that awareness of my body and autonomy of my body. And all right, I've, I don't know when I need rest because I've never been able to just take a rest day. You know, I had practice. I went to practice. I put out 100% regardless of how I felt. Um, so it was new for me. And uh, unfortunately, it didn't, that didn't really follow through at my first uh, – gym with CrossFit and uh, it was in ways more of the same where if I was to take a day off program and go for a run rather than a row, if there was a row written, I would, for lack of a better term, be reprimanded for it. Um, or if I took a rest day off that wasn't programmed as the day I should have been taking off, I would, you know, um, not like I was punished, but it was definitely made to be known that that's looked down upon, looked down upon for, yeah, for me to make decisions for myself. Yeah. And uh, finally, after years, you know, I really feel like I'm in the driver's seat of my body and, and making decisions for it and what serves it best. And uh, that's something I wanted to share with, with the athletes because I think some people 
struggle with that. And I know particularly a few athletes that I've worked with here uh, have struggled with that. And I've tried to help empathize with them because I was there before. Yeah. I'm sure. You, I think mo most of us have been there. And it, it is easy to fall into just how, like, much of the thinking is taken away when you start relying on other people to do, to do the thinking for you, which is good, especially in the beginning as we're learning this process. I think it's a very good thing to have that there at your disposal. But, however, essentially what we're trying to do, because the person that's going to know you the best is you, that we start to develop that independence and make decisions that's going to wholly benefit the athlete or the person that's making those decisions the best. Like even if that comes to certain movements within a workout, is considering you can feel how your body feels the most out of anyone in the world, that you'll be even to, on the fly with informed freestyling, decide those those things and what you what you think is going to be best for you. I mean, and the more experience you get from the guidance of, of, of good coaches, the more that you'll start to pick up on that capacity. This is a point I made before we started, but I think it's worth reiterating is I view it now as a, like a, a veil for a coach to hide behind when they use dependency as a something to lord over their athletes. Like if, if a coach makes you feel like you can't do something without them, especially after you've already gained initial knowledge and skill, I think that's a, a lack of skill yeah. or knowledge of the coach, not of the person. There should be, I think that should be approached with some, a, a, a very healthy amount of skepticism if, it, if they're not eventually pushing you out the nest to fly on your own. And, um, I mean, I think it just goes to, go, goes to show that uh, the more experience you gain doing this, the more you should be ready to at least establish some independence away from here. And there's the, the, uh, the community element of the gym is always going to be a worthwhile place to be, to be at because of that. But over time, you should be able to start to develop a lot of that autonomy just from the amount of hours you spend doing it. And it's, I, sorry, we're, you know, overtaking yeah. the conversation, Eric, but uh, um, I think a dichotomy to this whole thing is, although we are saying you should have some autonomy and you should have, uh, you know, arm yourself with knowledge and wisdom, that doesn't negate the the service and the value of uh, qualified coaching and qualified programming. So, like, I, to caveat what we're saying, what we're not saying is that you don't need to come to the gym and you shouldn't rely on a coach to help you towards your goals. But you shouldn't be dependent on the goal uh, or on the coach to give you those yeah. outcomes. Yeah, I think the ultimate – or. The way it should be approached is when you come into the gym, if you have, like, you should be in tune with your body enough with knowing, like, hey, that workout really, you know, uh, did a number on my body yesterday. Like, I'm going to hold back a little bit. Like, and if you're not sure what holding back means yet, then go to your coach and ask, like, what should be a good um, way to, like, take it easy today. And then the coach will help you. And then, you know, maybe you get to the point where you know, like, all right, I need to take it easy, and this is what taking it easy looks like for me, and then you don't need to ask the coach that, and, and maybe you ask the coach, you know, other other things, um, and, you know, the, the goal should be to grow as an athlete, and the, and the coach should grow um, with you and kind of move to the next step of a coach, and maybe even someday you outgrow, you know, that particular 
coach if you're working like one-on-one -on -one very closely with them and the, and the coach should be fine with being like you know you're outgrowing where I'm at I, I haven't been growing as fast as you so you know this is the direction you should go now and like like you're saying push them out of the nest and, yeah um, so I think especially when you're working really closely one-on-one -on -one with people that needs to be the case that the coach grows as the athlete grows yeah so mutual evolution yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll tell you the most eye-opening ex experience for me as in this realm of autonomy as an athlete was when I took my L1. I it w it seems like it's such simple information for people, but for me it was such a revelatory experience because at at that time I felt as though I was um, doing CrossFit the right way and I was training the right way and I was. And by the right way, I meant I was doing what I was told to be doing. And then when I really learned for myself the tools and the knowledge uh, to be able to kind of administer my own fitness and, and make decisions um, and judgments on what's best, it, it was like a whole – I almost like transformed completely as an athlete because I was like, all right, I'm going to take ownership of my fitness. I'm not going to always rely on somebody else's opinion or somebody else's judgment on what's best for my body. Yeah, <clears throat> I've got my own thoughts about it, but how do you feel like is probably the first steps towards autonomy as far as if you were to just write it, the order of operations for developing autonomy? Do you guys have thoughts on as that? As an athlete? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't this is not necessarily the um, set in stone um, formula like, for it. I'd say like observe, like try to observe yourself. So whether that's journaling or just paying attention to how tired you are from the workout before, like really trying to learn your body and how your body feels. And you can wear like the wearables, yeah. which, which will get diagnostics of the metrics. That yeah. But, and those are, you know, not always accurate either. So I think it's important to just really, I'd say observe. Would be the yeah. thing. I don't know what he, that's what I was going to say, gain awareness. So that's right. Yeah. You know, par for the course. And then, to piggyback on that, the next thing I think would be to experiment. And that can even be done in the guidance of a coach. Say, hey, today I'm going to try to do sets of 10 on the total bar. Yeah. And Oh, yeah. It probably should be, if you have a good coach, it probably should be experimenting with a coach so that your experiments right. yeah, aren't yeah. lost. They, right, they exactly. <laughs> yeah. They'll have yeah. a better idea, plus they're not going to be, they're not going to be from the biased perspective of that. They right. want to go out there and charge it hard. They want you to do the best. Right, right. Yeah. And to tie this into last week, gaining autonomy, a big part of that is knowing your your capacities. Right? Yeah. You, this is the, a very cliche thing to hear from a fitness professional, but you don't know your limits until you've been to them. Yeah. Right? Until you've experimented and you've gotten to your thresholds, you don't know where they are. Yeah. So how are you ever going to maximize your, your abilities and your potential if you don't know where the edges are? Yeah. Um, and the coach is there to help guide and facilitate environments where you can find the edges safely. But what they're not there to do is tell you each and everything you should and shouldn't do. Right. And they're not going to know as accurately as you. you exactly. Know. If you're with that, with like Eric was saying, with the observation, it's going to be you that can observe the best. And um, one, one thought that occurred to me is that as far as observation, I think is going to be the first one in my mind too. But I think as far as the next thing that you do begin to develop as autonomy goes, as far as autonomy goes, is 
just learning the movements themselves well. So yeah. if you, you, you can go up, for example, even the thing of just going up on the board and you see something as simple as, if you said, it says clean on there, it says what clean, you know exactly what they're doing. You know essentially, fundamentally how to do it. You, you, a coach is always going to help, but you could do it on your own and be just fine. And then also being able to scale those movements appropriately for what you need. And then I think later, later on, it would be, I think the very last thing, if we skip to the very last thing, I think autonomy would being able to program. Because that's, I think, arguably one of the hardest things for you. And this is something that a place like this is always going to have great value for, is that the programming, I think, there's a, such a science to it that it makes sense that it would be the very hardest thing to develop autonomy in. And that's one from that experimental lens, like, hey, I'm going on vacation for two weeks. You know, I want to try to stay on the gym's programming, but I'm not going to have access. Well, maybe that's an opportunity for you to, yeah. all right, well, maybe I can switch in burpees instead of this, mm -hmm. or maybe I can test out running at this pace. Um, you know, that's an opportunity as an athlete to experiment. Um, that's not going to derail what you do in here or take away from any of the programming in here. Right. And I think it's a, that's an, a particularly good idea because then you could see, you don't have to go out on the limb and try and construct something straight from scratch. But then you can try and see what kind of similar uh, stimuluses that you can get with what you have, too. Yeah. I think part of, uh, I brought up the L1, part of what made it so revelatory to me was learning what the movements were. I didn't even know what the basic, found. I never had an elements because I was a college yeah. athlete. So it was just like, all right, you, here you go. You know how to clean. Right. You can just take CrossFit. Yeah. And then I went there and I was like, well, I never learned any of this stuff and I didn't know. I didn't know what functional functional movements meant. I didn't never heard core to extremity before. I didn't yeah. understand these things. So then when I was like, oh, "Wow, I've been doing all this with so much right. uh, volume, and I don't even know what it is yet." Um, so to like get that book open for me and to see how the movements are meant to be uh, yeah. per performed, um, and to kind of get a back view of what is intensity and how should it be dosed and all that stuff. Um, it was a huge step. So I think just for any athlete out there, the L1 is an awesome, even if you don't want to coach, just to maybe not even take the course, but just to read like the CrossFit handbook. If you're a CrossFitter, it's not going to ever hurt you to know what the methodology is. Yeah. And I think we do a good job here with elements. Um, it's almost like an, a mini version of an L1, yeah. right? Like a super condensed version for a new person. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's part of autonomy too, is knowing why you're doing things and 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 uh, what what you're doing is important too. Like yeah. the movements, like what makes a proper movement and why what, should, why what is complements a movement? Yeah. What would what would do the opposite of that? Yeah. What might clash? Yeah. Things like that. But the other thing that I think is it's a little bit off off topic here is that. Um, as far as sometimes I, I see people in, in reference to the autonomy that get really chagrined over their lack of progress and say something like Olympic lifting. I'll hear things like, I just don't seem to be getting better. I feel like I'm, I'm slower than the rest of the class. But I, I think it's important to keep in mind with that Olympic lifting, if we just talk about Olympic lifting by itself, that it's a, a thing that athletes devote their entire lives to learning. So the complexity of those movements is what we get the value out of. So it's, I don't think someone should be disheartened that they're not getting anything from it or they're not feeling like they're doing as well as the rest of the people there because that complexity is, is what we're chasing after to elicit the most growth. 
So yeah, like, like a, a 185 squat clean is not equal to all other 185 squat cleans. Right. Like one could be just garbage and yeah, one, yeah. one could be super crisp. And that is that is progress, right. not just the weight. Yeah. yeah. And then even eventually, as far as autonomy goes with that too, even getting to a point where you can coach yourself. Like if you're not wondering, hey, what did I do? Hey, coach, what did I do wrong on that? You might have felt the movement yourself. You might have felt, oh, man, I felt on my toes or I didn't sweep the bar back, whatever. You can start to diagnose things that you're doing wrong or even if that's footage of it and, and uh, learn how to remedy that. And I think that's, for, as a coach, that's like the most rewarding thing to experience in a class. Like if I'm cueing somebody on something and, you know, maybe they're making a little progress and I make another pass around the class and I come back to the – to the same athlete on the next round of the workout and they're like wow i felt i didn't extend on that one yeah or they'll just give me the yeah, look they know a, they didn't do it a huge sense of pride that they were able to it's recognize like, all right, they the, know what the i'm saying yeah and exactly, to yeah. me it's not like it's it's not like well i'm not needed anymore right it's they're getting better they're absolutely evolving. yeah they actually gained something to yeah, so yeah it, means it means they're paying attention and, yeah absolutely and like, even questions like like, hey, I felt like I was, like, I can't, I feel like I have to be on my toes. Like, why is that? Like, that just shows that someone mm -hmm. is paying attention that they are on their toes. And yeah. They're, they're not just worried about, did I get this weight to my shoulders? Yeah. yeah that's definitely a 100% a sign of developing. Yeah. Maybe not, not there yet, but developing autonomy, which I think yeah. is such a cool thing to witness for an athlete. Yeah. I think the why factor that you spoke about is so important. Uh, this comes from my phys ed background, but I, I remember, especially with elementary kids, a big emphasis on one teaching is to tell them how it ties into the, if we're doing a game, right, and I want them to do a, a movement a certain way, I'm not just going to say, you got to flick your wrist, because that's not going to mean shit to, some, to a kid who's seven. But if I say, I want you to flick your wrist because it's going to get the ball more accurately to your yeah. partner so that you guys can score points. Right. Or, or I give them even a simple explanation in a clean, I want you to extend your hips. No, I want you to extend your hips so you can get more elevation on the bar yeah. so that you don't have to catch it right. bottomed out in the squat. That, that's a, another point, though, too, is that I think it's really good for as far as if this takes a good portion of your life, it's worth exploring why we do what. It's worth, it's worth exploring when we think, say things like pull underneath the bar. And I think a good avenue of approach for that is when you have things, especially if it comes up often, why is he always saying pull underneath the bar? Well, maybe you start going down a rabbit hole and exploring exactly more in detail what that means. There's With the internet the way it is nowadays, there's so much good places to find things like that. And then you start to understand the movement more and start to develop in a, in a phenomenal way just by starting to, to learn about the movements themselves. And so I think that's a natural progression for people getting to a certain, maybe some person will never get to that level. Maybe they just want to come in here and be told time after time after time what to do. They don't really know, want to know the reason why, they don't want to know the minutia behind it. But for those people that do want to develop that, that's an excellent way to start. For sure. Um, I may have been a little remiss with my comments on being a college football player and how I didn't have uh, autonomy in my body, but um, I'm curious as to what your experience was with being a, a military operator. Because I don't think you had a ton of autonomy of what you did. Yeah, yeah, of either. course. Like when I, You're literally the property. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, now I, I will say this. Yeah, 
With being in special operations, surprisingly, we had a lot more autonomy than, let's say, the rest of the military because we operated in six-man teams. Um, they give us a lot more independence. So once we made it past the pipeline, we get rode into the dirt during the special operations pipeline, and we're, we're just pounded in submission everywhere we go. But once we get past the selection phase, then it, unlike many other units where they're like, um, okay, we're doing unit PT together, be here at whatever, 0500, we kind of have, um, we kind of have the freedom to decide what we want to do for ourselves. Sometimes we'll work out in our six-man teams. Sometimes we just we go to the gym and do our own thing. And I think that's part of the luxury of making it to that level because in, in, in many ways you've earned that autonomy because of we, we made it that far to get it past that selection. Anyways, so it's more like if this is grown man rules, you guys can do it on your own as long as, yeah. as, long as you're holding a certain uh, standard of fitness there. That's, I mean, that makes sense. As you grow, you get more freedom and more autonomy. Yeah. yeah. Well, the first part, let's, let, and I don't want it to be mistaken. The, for, the selection is not a lot, in many ways, especially then, it was not about improving your fitness. It was about making you want to quit. It was about how hard can we push these guys before they quit. Yeah. So, and in many ways, people came out more broken on the other side than ever because they were just trying to, to make you go through hell to see if it was just, it was more of just a psychological workout right. to see where, where your threshold was before you quit. I don't imagine that for somebody like you, that would give you a really clear idea of where your boundaries are. Yeah, absolutely. You, you must yeah. have come out of that with a pretty high uh, resolution picture of the edges of your capacity. Yeah, but then later on when I, I had to learn, I, it took me out. You guys hear me talk about not hitting threshold all the time, maybe at 85, 90%. Well, for such a long time, I didn't know what that meant. I would go 100% everything I had. And I mean, it would, it would, uh, it, that's just where my mind went to is to give everything I had. So it was an acquired skill for me to not go full bore in everything I did. And once I did, cause I, like I would just accelerating my path towards injury. I was doing all these, uh, all these workouts where I would, um, just push myself to the, the, the breaking point and sometimes literally the breaking point. And so it was developing that skill of knowing where my threshold was and where it should be from day to day was an important part of developing like real autonomy. It, it wasn't in the military that I developed that. It was afterwards when the ramifications of living a, 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 a hard a life, hard and fast, were starting to catch up to me. Because your body can only take so much of that before you're paying the piper. Yeah, I don't think it was to the same degree as you, but coming off of college football and wanting to like basically take my next athletic step and not necessarily having the tools to do it correctly. Um, I think I was just, I did really well in the beginning of my CrossFit career, but it was purely on grit and not on yeah. competence. I, I think in some ways that football is, is far more damaging than, uh, and, and some, um, in many ways, far more damaging than what I went through. Just because you're just literally... Like football is just launching yourself into people like missiles. Yeah, I was a 180 pound fullback. Yeah, so <laughs> you're getting some abuse. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I I liked a quote I heard once. It said, "If you have to win a fight, 
based on your toughness, then you did it wrong. Yeah. Right? You should right. be winning a fight based on your skill. And I think I was winning all my CrossFit wads at the beginning purely on grit. Yeah, that's and a that's lot of how I got through. Completely a lot of unsustainable. It. And yeah. I've just recently realized that you know, right. within the past couple of years. Oh, I did plenty of that myself. I think we all have. Eric, you probably went uh, through a phase of that at least. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, in the beginning, it was just every day go as hard as you can because yeah. every day you're competing against the person next to you. That was the appeal, especially yeah. earlier on. That was the appeal. It's right. just like you just to get go out there and charge it. Yeah. And there is some sense of satisfaction for going out and leaving it all there. Right. But then later on, it started to find out, well, that's not the way to keep right. having persistent growth. Yeah. Yeah, so if, if I was to distill this whole, for me, this whole conversation down, it would be, you would, you're going to be served best to arm yourself with tools and knowledge to make decisions that are going to best serve you in your body and your fitness. And the coach is there to help facilitate that, but they're not there to give you that. Uh, they're not there to make all those decisions for you right. all the time. But before we cut it entirely off, I did want to um, broach the subject that another part, an important part of autonomy, I definitely feel that should be should be mentioned here is the autonomy of like what happens for example when you get injured what what are you going to do are you going to just rest it and um, submissively wait for yourself to recover are you going to be proactive about it are you going to know what to do are you going to be the mechanic of your own body um, because I think one lesson that I've learned along the way with the uh, amount of damage that I put myself through is that if I if I am proactive some of those things those tweaks and those 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 uh, injuries that will inevitably pop up on occasion, um, they'll be gone in a day or two if you know it, the, the right thing to do. But if, if I've tried to rest it and just wait till it to heal by itself, it can go on for months, even years, or never fully get better. And, so, and I think a part of that too is recognizing when your body just kind of gives like little, like, yeah. hey, hey, pay attention to this, like right. re recognizing the little little signs before they become full-blown yeah. like uh when to take instances. off the throttle too yeah. to let it yeah so something in. you know like your shoulder just you know you lift it overhead and you just notice like oh that's like it feels different yeah. like tight like that's when you should be able to recognize that as an athlete like all right maybe i should spend some time you know getting into a band and doing some stretches yeah. or rolling things out with a lacrosse ball and and that that is a really beneficial yeah um, part of autonomy if you can listen to your body and preemptively um be your own like mechanic which is yeah big for like you know uh kelly starrett oh he, yeah he, absolutely he, yeah he brought that that idea to crossfit a, a while ago and that was he has the ready state now it's called right right so you, you got the ready state yeah he's got a website which i should we should probably give a shout out to if yeah. we're talking about this it's the ready state, which uh, is it's just it's actually doing just that. So there's pre-workout, there's pre before mobility exercises to do, there's post mobility exercises to do. There's some that's good to do before and after, and there's just follow along videos. But there's also some for specific body parts or specific parts that are painful that you can go in there and they have a prescription for what whatever part is painful. But I I swear by it. I try and point everyone I can towards that. But the, the even with that. Uh, initially, you're going to be following along with the videos each time you see it. But as you develop in it, you'll you'll be able to just see like the 
what the video is about and then be able to do it on your own. And right. then later on, you probably a, a, quite a ways later on, then you don't even need it at all. So yeah. you're not you're not necessarily going to be glued to the ready state for your whole for the rest of your life. Right. It's trying to teach you again, like we are, to be able to have that independence while leaning on it. And to fit that into the bigger picture of health and wellness, the real way to longevity is to have that, is to have that knowledge and those basic tools mm -hmm. to take care of things and not rely on external factors or other people to always fix those little tweaks and those little uh, nagging things. Like I'm very much a prodder in class if somebody's like, yeah, my, yeah. my calves have been feeling that, yeah. weird. And I'm like, all right, well, what do you mean? Like where, right. where does it feel weird? What, what do you do when it feels weird? How are you, you know, how are you rectifying that? Do yeah. you have a plan? Yeah. And, uh, I think, I think most people just ignore things like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or they're like, well, it's just going to go away. But wouldn't it be better if you made it go away because right. you did something right. and took action? You don't have to sit there passively. Right. And hoping that it'll, like Wolverine, just heal itself. Right. And usually it doesn't. Usually little issues turn into, you know, medium issues and yeah. big issues. And then, yeah, mm -hmm. you're just delaying the inevitable. Right. Well, one thing that I've heard um, you both you guys do, but I also do it myself, is you'll notice that intuitively we're seeking for you to gain that um, independence as well. Because when someone tells me they have, some, they have something going on with their shoulder and they say, oh, should I do toaster bar? And... I know one of the things that I ask, well, how does it feel when, for you when you do toast bar? Right. You know, Tyler just did that today. How does it feel for you? Because you're going to know the best. Right. So if you feel like it's a, uh, it's an aggravating enough problem where toast bars might exacerbate it, then you've already answered your own question. You just wanted us to confirm it. Right? Yeah. And I think that's a confidence thing where people maybe just need the, the justification from somebody else. Right. Where it's like most of the time you know what if it's right or if it's wrong to do yeah. something or to not do something. Right. Yeah. Just developing that confidence is again part of the autonomy too. Huge, yeah. 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 I think that I think, covers the basics. I think that covers it. Well, uh, you got anything? No, I'd say yeah. Just you know, uh, just start paying attention to your body and ask coaches to. The more you ask and learn, the more autonomy autonomous you'll be so and we're, we're happy to support that yeah i mean we're always here but we're just we just encourage you to start knowing yourself well too yeah right it's a it's a two-way street the yeah. coach and the athlete and i i think in in my earlier years i always ex not always but a lot of times experienced it as a one-way street and that's not a great formula for growth as an athlete yeah you know too much dependence right so even even as like a business owner, I always, I never got like coaching advice or anything like that because I always felt like like I had a good handle on things. Like you know, I was above average as far as like the the CrossFit world and stuff. But then there was a point where I was like, I'm just gonna hire a business coach, and and that was a hugely beneficial decision because it's just an outsider looking in that I can bounce things yeah. off. It's not necessarily that they're gonna know all the answers, but so just, you're not having to reinvent the wheel. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. reciprocity. Right. So. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, we'll uh, see you next let week. us know. I've already actually gotten a couple of topics sent to me, so hopefully that stuff is going to be in the next month or so. We'll be bringing topics to you that you guys have asked to hear about, oh, so that's, that's exciting cool. for us.
But, uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. All right, see you next week. Mm-hmm.